Hey guys, sorry to interrupt here, but I want to make a quick note. We have an official Instagram page for the podcast. Now you may be asking yourselves, hey Asher, why would you need an Instagram page for a podcast? Well, I'll tell you why. If you type in weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown, that's weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown, and give us a follow, you can get notified whenever we come out with a new podcast. Okay, that's all for now, and back to the rest of our podcasts. Hello, and welcome in to this week's episode of Weekly Sports Breakdown. Um, I am Jackson, co-hosting alongside Asher, and um, as you guys know, we now have a new schedule in which um, our Friday episodes will be, you know, our sports news episode, and there's a lot of that um, as of this week. Um, yep. And our Monday episodes are going to be are, uh, you know, more fun and games episodes. For those of you who like our games, Two Truths and a Lie, that's the one to tune into. But why not tune into both? And, and yeah. we have more coming. More coming soon. So, also, if you have any any ideas, because, you know, we only want the best games out there, we think Two Truths and a Lie is fun. That being said, we're always open to new ideas. So, I don't know. Ask us if you want any new games in the yeah. podcast. All right. Yeah. Um, getting into this episode... Um, obviously, the first thing in order has to be the Super Bowl recap. Um, it wasn't yeah. the most exciting Super Bowl, as those of you who watched it know, which I'm assuming is basically everybody, but, um, it is... Yeah. 97 million people. That's actually surprisingly low. Or, yeah, it, it was actually lower than, than Yeah, only time. a third of the country. Although... Less than a third of the Yeah. Country. Mm-hmm. Although, then again, it is on, like, it is based on the TVs. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, multiple people. One oh, single. 97 million TVs or 97 million people? I don't know. It's a 97 million viewership. I, I don't I'm know pretty if sure it's how many people. people are watching it. But then again... Well, how would you I, It's probably, like, basing it off, like, a family, like, a certain number, like, the average amount of people in the household. But then again, there are Super Bowl parties. Maybe. Although, not as much I mean... Year. Well, you, Although you'd, you'd think that there, there wouldn't be any less, and there shouldn't be any less, but people yeah, are exactly. doing that stuff anyway, which is very unfortunate. It should not yep. be happening, but I'll bet you there were a lot of those. Uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah. moving on, um, so, as you guys know, this is not the most interesting of games. Um, well, yeah, it was the Super Bowl, you know, the, the two best teams, so hopefully it was like... I think it was a good game. It was a, it was a good game. Okay. If you're a Bucks okay. fan, um, which I which I watched. Contrary to uh, okay. Well, the score was thirty-one to I nine. Mean, it wasn't a close game. It yeah, was. I don't think it was a very good game. game. Yes. But anyway, so that. it was thirty-one to nine. Bucks won. Just actually destroyed the Chiefs. The Chiefs just like they, they, their defense sucks. Um, the Bucks defense has really stepped it up during these playoffs. I mean, their pass defense. Is normally like tw- like no not tw- my bad normally like, I think twenty first in the league, and in the playoffs, yeah yeah no it was um like in this D- okay. uh, game they looked like the best in the league holding the Chiefs one of the best. I'm telling you they had the best run defense. They it was because they always got ahead and then their opponents had to throw against them. Yeah, so that's I, why I it was passing. I think that's true. I said uh, mark my you can go back and listen on the last Friday podcast. I said the reason. That the that the Bucks are going to win is because they have a star-studded D line and they're going to pressure Patrick Mahomes and they're not the Patrick, then the Chiefs will not be able to muster an offense. Yes, 
lo and behold, the Chiefs did not have an offense. They were they're one of three teams in the Super Bowl era to not score a touchdown. Yeah, and the that Super was Bowl. aided. Um, one of a historically yes, great and offense. the Bucks' massive victory was aided, as Asher said. Um, you know their D line was aided by the fact that yeah. the two offensive tackles, which are the two most important positions, um, in the offensive line, uh, were both out. So they both had these two subs, and you could tell. You, you, well, can, you yeah. can tell, especially this one yeah, guy, I mean, yeah. every single time, they just, like, run right around him. He just couldn't do anything. Yeah, well... It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I Yeah, I know. It was... Although, it was... I mean, credit where it's due to Patrick Mahomes. He, you know, he gave it his all. There, was, there were two consecutive plays. It was, like, beginning of the fourth quarter. There was a third and nine and then a fourth and nine. On third and nine, he runs around like 30 yards back and then gets twisted around, is being pulled down by a defender, fires a laser 40-yard pass to the back of the end zone where it's almost caught by one of the Chiefs, like, scrub wide receivers. Um, I don't think he was even looking <laughs> where he was where he was throwing on that. He just, like, he just threw it and then it just happened to go in, like, the exact spot where it would be, like, a great catch. Of course, the Chiefs wide receiver missed it. And then the following play, fourth and nine, like the same exact thing happens. He he goes around, around, around. He gets tripped up. He he's he like he gets tripped up by his ankles, and then he's parallel to the ground. He throws a sidearm throw about forty yards, and it hits the um what's his face? I think it was Daryl Williams. It hit him in the face mask. Oh my God. <clears throat> It literally it went through his hands, hit his helmet, and then bounced off. You, know, you know what that reminds me of? I think it may have been Tampa. That reminds me of still. rec league basketball. <laughs> Where half the yeah. times the, uh, the passes weren't even caught. Yeah, but exactly. the Chiefs, uh, yeah, yeah, um, didn't do very well. Also, um, they they were doubling Tyreek yep. Hill the entire game. So, well, of course you do. And then again. Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 133 yes. yards. Not a so bad not necessarily, show. I don't know if that was the best strategy. And the Tyreek Hill, 7 for 73. Yeah. On yeah. 10 targets. But anyway, um, so yeah. But the, here's one interesting stat. The Chiefs yeah. actually got um, 33, no, my bad, bad math, um, 31 more yards than the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's... Very much partially because the Bucks just stopped throwing the ball. Well, yeah, that's very. The Bucks stopped throwing yeah. the ball. Um, they also their defense is much better. Um, so they got better field positioning to start with. So they didn't need it to get as many yards. But the point still stands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, garbage time and stuff as well. But you know, it's still a pretty cool stat if you want to tell your friends. And it, it was a closer game, I think, sometimes than maybe people would would acknowledge because that is a pretty interesting fact. It was. It was not but very no, it, close. it was not very close. I take that back. No. The the Chiefs I don't know, if you're going to do yards by like quarter or something like that, I guarantee you the Chiefs got most yeah, of their yards yeah. in the fourth quarter. Where the Bucks were just running it down. You know, they didn't score in the fourth it was over in the fourth quarter. It was basically honestly it was kinda of over at the half in my opinion. Well no, because the Chiefs offense, they can That's light up true, the scoreboard yeah. like that, right? There's the last the last um their Super Bowl run two years ago now. Well, I guess two years ago, one year ago. From but you know what I mean. Um, they were against the Houston Texans in the divisional round. They were down by twenty-seven oh points in the second quarter, 
and then they won the wow, game by 20 crazy. points. So, yeah, the Chiefs offense just could turn it on. Like it's like it was like the Warriors with with uh, their three-point shooting of a few years ago. Oh, uh, just any But kind of it just didn't well, whatever. Yeah. Well, it never really materialized in this Super Bowl. And they yep. lost. So and so that means with our predictions record, oh yeah, records. I ended up, I ended up overall um, nine and eight, and Jackson was eight and nine in the overall records. Um, and then in the spread records, I was ten seven and one, and he was five. Yeah, that's really and bad, one. guys. I apologize. Jackson, do you have any um, comment? No, Asher beat me fair and square. Asher, Asher did a good job. I had a really bad job. Yep. You don't bet against so, um, Tom Brady. I mean, that's all there is to it. <laughs> yep. Tom Brady beat four legends to go to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Taylor Heineke. I wouldn't call Patrick Mahomes a legend just yet. But I would call Taylor Heineke yeah. a legend. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. He is He's amazing. He should definitely win MVP this year. Oh, for sure. Year. Very bright future. Yeah. Very bright future oh, for that young man. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, a couple more notes. Um, the what is it? We had the NFL honors were presented, um, and that was where the whatchamacallits won. Um, Aaron Rodgers yeah, was MVP. I think we both predicted that. We both predict. I'm trying to find our predictions. Document right here, but Aaron Rodgers was the MVP, and um, oh, here we go. Okay, so um, comeback player of the year was yeah. Alex Smith. We both predicted that. Offensive player of the year did go to Derrick Henry, so Jackson, yeah. you won that. I picked Josh Allen. Defensive player of the year did go to Aaron Donald. I said Aaron Donald, Jackson said TJ Watt. I think, I think it probably should have gone uh. to TJ Watt, honestly. But Aaron Donald is a beast, and it's it's so hard as a defensive tackle yeah, to get sacks. Sure. Like defensive ends, it's so much easier because you you know you go around instead of having to muscle through, and usually it's two guys at the center. Anyways, MVP Aaron Rodgers, we both predicted that. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mr. Justin Herbert, um, we both predicted that. So uh, Chase Young won Defensive yeah. Rookie of the Year. Coach of the Year, Coach of the Year went to Steven. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns. We did not predict that. We probably should have, given the Browns' improvement. But, you know, overall, we predicted pretty well. Well, there were no real tight races, right? Except I mean, MVP. Of the year. Could have gone to Patrick, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a... No, towards, towards the end, Roger... I mean, the the Packers had an outstanding... It was like a historic oh, okay. season. They, I think they had more touchdown oh, passes than okay. punts. Okay, in that case, yeah. Passes, not total touchdowns, just passes. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Yeah. So I mean. You know, takeaways from the Super Bowl: the Bucks are. Tom Brady is the best player of all time, and that is no longer an arguable conversation unless the other person is Sammy Ball. Then that is debatable. Mm. No, I think it's really hard position by position. He's definitely. Yeah, he's he's definitely the best quarterback of all time. You have seven out of seven, seven you and three. You can't put another Bowl. position. That's I mean, you can't say you that can't a different really. position. Uh, any position other than quarterback is the best player of all. Oh time, yeah, definitely. You know? Well, I mean, if 
I think it's um, think Rice? it's like how in fantasy football, fantasy football usually the running backs are the ones that go first. But you, if you have a true position by position, um, yes. like if you have a true teardrop where it's like average points per game is yeah. so great. You have if, if what I'm saying is if you have one position where the best player is just that much yeah. better than the rest, right? Like I don't know, give them a rating out of a hundred on the quarterback scale. If Tom Brady gets a 95 and the average quarterback gets a 50, that's 45 points above the average. The other person I would consider to be the greatest ever in football would be Jerry no. Rice. Give him, on the wide receiver scale, give him a 99. If the average wide receiver gets a 50, Jerry Rice is better than Tom oh, Brady. Right? I, I, I think that's I how think you compare so. your position no, versus, you the, have to best say versus the average. Which one has the most magnitude on the game? Because a wide receiver is never going to have as much Most of an value. impact as a quarterback, so you can't you can't judge that. It's different in a sport like yeah, basketball, but when you have... where they're all doing the same thing. They score in different ways and all sort of that, yeah. but the stats are the same for everybody. It's not like that in football. The well, quarterback the is job infinitely is just... more important than any other position. Yeah, well, you're never going to have a punter win MVP yes. or a kicker. Because... Well, that would be interesting to see. Yeah, but. <laughs> Although, no, there was one year where a kicker actually, did win MVP. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was like a shortened season when? and a kick. Look it up. When? A kicker actually won MVP. I should have when, used when, that for two years in a lie. I think it was like, it was during a player strike and they were no, no, like, no, but was it like in the 20s or the 80s? Field goal. Oh, oh, it was like in the 70s. Oh, that's actually pretty impressive then. Yeah. Yeah, kicker won MVP. But, I don't know. If you had a kicker that never misses and could kick, kick like an 80-yard field goal, then it's an entire... Oh, yeah, game yeah. Game. Then, then it completely changes the offense, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, if that's it for the Super Bowl, we have... um, Today, we are doing our way too early top 10 um, teams for the next year. Yeah, and this is not just... um, This is not just like, okay, like we already know who was really, really good this year, right? So it doesn't mean anything. That's actually not true because a lot can change. um, And also, a lot of contracts are expiring and things of that nature. Um, a lot of young players are getting older, getting better. So it actually um, is um, it's using this previous season. And yes, the teams at the top are normally the teams that were also at the top of the season. But it's scrambling the, them around, leaving out some teams based off of um, like what they're going to have to use for next season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, top three... I believe there's a there's a clear cut top three, maybe even a clear cut top four. I don't opinion. think so, but whatever. I think top. Okay, three. so so number one, I'm gonna go to number Me one. Too. I'm gonna go to the Packers, and I mean, you have the MVP. You have one of the top three wide receivers in the game. You have the best offense. You have yes, your left tackle had an injury, uh, Bakaki or whatever his last name, but it's like B A K H A T R I or. Bakhtri or whatever his name is. He's, he's a... What, whatever his name is. Um, I think his first name is David. <laughs> you maybe can look him up. Left tackle so for funny. the Packers. I don't know. A he, common name with a nod. Yeah. yeah. He, I don't know. Okay. But he he was... He's outstanding. He was out for the playoffs. I think that was a big deal for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the one thing that they can do is they can work on their... Their quarterback situation. Like, well, Kevin King... Let up like four touchdowns to the Bucks. I think the Packers probably should have beat them. And the Bucks and just, and were, are the, pretty, were the eventual Super Bowl champions, and the Bucks will not be defense. as good next yeah. year due to expiring contracts. So that puts the Packers at the top. 
basically. Well, I yeah, I think Packers at the top. They can work on their defense. They need to prevent explosive plays on defense, but they have a great offense, and Aaron Rodgers can just keep rolling, and the Packers are number Me one too. in my rankings. Jackson are, are, yes, okay. Number two, I have the Bills, and number three, well. I have the Chiefs. Um, and I think that the issue for both of okay. these, obviously, is just the defense. Um, both of these teams, they're very yeah. similar. The Chiefs are basically just like a better version. The reason why we're putting, why I think we're putting the Bills ahead of the Chiefs is because Josh Allen is a young QB. He's only going to get better. Um, and they were at a very similar level this year. Um, and furthermore, as we saw with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they didn't really show up, which is not um, encouraging. And um, also, you know, both teams, they just need to improve their defenses because they're both very pass-happy, like, yeah. high-yardage offenses. But... Their defenses just can't get the job done. Um, if they can improve upon that that aspect, um, then really it'll be hard for anybody um, besides the Packers to play with them because those are already two of the three best defenses in the league. And if you add in a pretty good defense, which the Chiefs actually did have this year, which is a little surprising, but they were very inconsistent as we saw in the Super Bowl. They had, so yeah. yeah, they're like tenth best defense defense in the league. Yeah, so yeah, so the only reason I put the Bills ahead of the Chiefs is because I think Josh Allen has a higher ceiling than Patrick like Patrick Mahomes has the better floor, but you don't even know what Josh Allen is capable of. And the Bills have a lot of young players, they have more talent well, they have equal talent, but I think the Bills have a slightly better defense and their offenses are pretty much the same system. Um and the Bills also they have more role players that help flush out. It's not it's not like star studded like the Chiefs yeah. are. So I, I, I have the Bills ahead of them. But in a close fourth, I have the Rams, who are going all in, and they have Matthew Stafford now on their team. Now, look, when they made it to the Super Bowl uh, three years ago now, um, it was because they had the best offense in the game, and that was with the middle of the road um, Jared Goff at quarterback. Now, I know they have no draft picks for the next 12 years or whatever, but Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback with probably three to four years left in where of like really really good seasons he's gonna give you until he until he's probably gonna get like you know he's already a veteran but I think he has maybe like f- five years left in the league three of which are really really good and the Rams have the number one defense in the league so they're a perennial playoff team they're in win now mode. And I think they have some cap issue, cap space issues, but they're still a very, very good team. Matthew Stafford only helps them. So okay, I have them this is four. where we differ because I have the Washington yeah. football team at number four. My reasoning for this okay. is that they had an incredibly good defense this year. They were a second-half team. If they can learn to be more consistent and become a first-half team, they will have the best defense in the league because they had by far the best second-half defense in the entire league. So, plus... So, their defense what about is the young as well. They have they have no quarterback. That's the one issue. Um, that's been the issue for a while for the Redskins. Um, they always okay. end up on Washington football. My bad. Team. Yeah, Washington, Washington football. football team. Not the. They always end up on their four-string quarterback at some point during the season. But um, even signed a guy okay. out of retirement. Well, Taylor Heineke is pretty good. Uh, but anyway, um, look, their offense—they have the necessary pieces. They have very good receivers, like Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. Um, and Antonio Gibson is looking like a really good running back as a rookie. Oh, he's, yes, he he's is amazing. really, really he's good. Amazing. Look for him to be one of the top running backs in the league in the future. He was a rookie this year. 
I wouldn't say top running back. Or maybe sophomore I mean, this year. He's, he was young, he's very but good. he was very good this year. He's a very, very so good. If they can get yeah. a good quarterback, they all, all of a sudden, even if their offense is just average, which it will be way above average, then all of a sudden, they well, are that's a big very, hit. very, very good. And I think that they will make an offseason move to acquire a better quarterback. If they don't, they're going to suck. But if they do get a good quarterback, okay. or even just a decent serviceable quarterback, they will be really, really, really good. Fourth best in the league. I'm calling it right now. Okay, well, I didn't put my team at number four. Well, maybe he did. It, okay. Um, but anyways, number five, I have the Bucks because I know they were they were number one last this past year, but they have. I mean, Tom Brady. I guess he's. I guess he's not like aging at all. He's forty. He's gonna be forty four next year. Um, Gronk had a one-year contract. Leonard Fournette had a one-year contract. Antonio Brown had a number one-year contract. Chris Godwin is is um, his contract is expired. So is Shaq Barrett. So is Kaiser White. They have so many people that are entering free agency now, and they can't afford to pick up all of them. So I don't think you're gonna see the same Bucks team that was, you know, I mean Leonard Fournette played himself into a great contract. He, you know, the Bucks can't really afford to. To give everyone great great contracts, even though they all showed up, showed up and stuff. So I think you maybe lose a key piece here, or a player is unhappy, stuff like that. They're I don't I don't think they can re- keep the same core group that that led them to the Super Bowl. So that's why I don't have them at, at number one. I have them down at number five. Jackson, yeah, I think you also have reason. the Bucks at number yeah. five. Am I correct? Yeah. All right. Okay. So now, number six, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I know they were bad last year. I get that. They finished at an abysmal 6-10. Although, they have had a rash of injuries. Their two best defensive players, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas. (laughs) They They had a ton of injuries. And... Um, Richard Sherman was out, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, all these great Pro Bowl players were, were out for the entire year. I have a bold prediction. I think they go all in and they get Deshaun oh, Watson okay. to be their next quarterback. The Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo is a serviceable quarterback, but he's not a fran- he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like they got to the Super Bowl because of Kyle Shanahan's offensive run scheme and their defense. It wasn't they didn't really Jimmy Garoppolo's he's a you know, he's a fine quarterback for the Jets or for the good. Giants. He's not... If you want to win now, which the Niners do, because they have the they have the players to win now, I think they need to go all in on Deshaun Watson or um, any of these other players, that any of these other teams that are, that are looking to give their quarterbacks... I think it's Deshaun Watson, pretty much. Maybe Sam Darnold. He's not that good. But, yeah, so I think they go all in on Deshaun Watson and then, bam, they're a Super Bowl contender... They are hopefully healing over the offseason, so that's yeah, why that's I have the Niners. Um, I didn't include the Niners banking on the fact that they just have so many injuries and the fact that um, they may not get a very good quarterback that it just seems like I don't think that next year's for them, okay. maybe two years or something, but I don't think... Um, I think they were just too beaten up this year to really do anything next year. But anyway, my six is the Browns. My reasoning for this is that the Browns, just they just made it work. They didn't have one of the best offenses. They had a really bad offense. They didn't even have... They had a middle-of-the-road defense. But somehow, they almost beat the Chiefs um, and in the playoffs. So, you know, um, 
They are just a really good team overall. Their only issue is their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who really can't do anything. But if they can get a new quarterback, if they can yeah. revamp their offense, like, we've seen what they could do without having phenomenal talent, right? Now imagine what they can do if yeah, they get a well, little bit of talent. It will be absolutely crazy. I think they can only go upwards from here. They took drastic, um, massive strides um, in terms of improvement from the year before last to last season, and I think it'll only go up from there. So I'm, I'm uh, betting on the Browns to go number six. Yeah. Okay, so I have something to say about the Browns. I'm just going to really quickly say Seahawks are my seventh. Browns are my eighth. I'm going to say Seahawks in a moment. Browns, Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's just wildly inconsistent. If you look at the Browns games, they'll score two points, there's three points, and then there's, they'll score 45. And Baker Mayfield has these great days and these terrible days. I think, well, now he's, this. that was his third year in the league, I believe. And so now it's going to be his fourth or maybe like his fifth or whatever. But anyways, he's, he's established in the league. I think if he, quarterback is their main issue for the Browns. I think if you get a good quarterback, OBJ is back. You have, you have a solid team, a great offensive line, a great running game. You have a great coach, play action game. I think this team could make a big run if they solve that QB issue. And this offseason is pretty much the offseason of the QB because that's pretty much the issue for for a lot of teams. And the Browns, I think, are one of them. Now, back to the Seahawks, who I have seven. They are a great team. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll make this team a perennial playoff team that just can't seem to take oh, go over that hump. And Except for when they won, they the, signed su- a new won the Super Bowl. Offensive... That, yeah, that was like five years ago, <laughs> but... Since then, they've been a perennial playoff team. Russell Wilson is very, very good. He needs a new offensive coordinator that's that's really going to establish a new system that can help him. They signed a new offensive coordinator that has uh, a pretty good system, I believe. is It's more about short passes and stuff like that. But anyways, they have the weapons. They have Metcalf. They have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett. They have Jamal Adams. Now they have they have some pretty good people. They need to work on. They need their offensive defensive lines to get better. And I, I wrote for the Seahawks, their main issue is the system on offense that they have. If When you have a future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, you can't have a heavy, like the heaviest running game in the league. You, you just can't do that. You have to ha- pass the ball more and give him opportunities. You have to let Russ cook, as that was the slogan for the Seahawks to start the season. And to start the season, when they did, he was the MVP favorite. And then they sort of went back to the running ways and Russell Wilson kind of sucked to the end of the year. So, that's what okay. I have the Seahawks. So, that, that, that's okay. my seven. Um, at my seven, I have um, the Titans. And my reasoning for this is that, obviously, Derrick Henry, incredibly good running back. Best running back in the league by far. Um, And also, the defense is pretty good. The only issue is their passing game, but they can hopefully improve that. I mean, that's the issue with a lot of my teams okay. is the quarterback. And it just goes to show that a good quarterback is kind of a rare commodity. But, they can get a good quarterback. A better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. They are going to be very good. And my eight is the Ravens. Basically the exact same, except they um, are an incredibly, incredibly good defensive team. Lamar Jackson just sucks. Um, Don't make any mistake about it. He's not a good quarterback. He can't throw. Um, They have to just get a quarterback who has to He's, he's a, a running quarterback. He's one-dimensional. What? That's my issue with him. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. He's one-dimensional. A quarterback, he's a quarterback is not supposed to have... To only be able to run, like that's yes, that's just exactly. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You com- should be a kick yes, turner. You should be like completely taking away your whole yeah exactly. offensive passing game when you have him at quarterback. So don't have him at quarterback. 
Yeah. Exactly what I think. Yes. Okay, so so that's your eight. I'll go with my nine. Coming in at nine, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. Finally, I think maybe this is a little... You can disagree with me. You can... I think, you know, it's a pretty tight race here. But, look, the Chargers, they did end up seven and nine. They have the Rookie of the Year in Justin Herbert. They finally have a coach that can actually coach the team. And I have two major issues for them. Their health on defense and their kicker. <laughs> so... Yes, Michael Badgley was the worst kicker in the league last year. They they need to get a new new kicker, and yeah. They also, I believe they're going to draft this guy, Vera Tucker, from the Trojans, USC Trojans, um, as their left tackle, or maybe Orlando Bloom from the Ravens. But anyways, the Chargers' defensive health, they get their probably best player on the team in Derwin James back. After he had an ACL injury that ended his season, he's like an all-pro uh, safety, really, really good. They also, um, I mean, Brandon Staley ran the number one defense with the Los Angeles Rams last year, and I mean, if it's a competent coach and you have a you have great offensive weapons already, if you can protect Justin Herbert and if you can um, heal up on defense a little bit, and then you can get a competent kicker, the Chargers are. A, I may want to say Super Bowl Oh, contender. for sure. Definitely. If definitely they can get... Although I did say that the Washington okay. football team is at four. I'm Jackson just so. saying this to... <laughs> I'm not really justified. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jackson, you're just saying this to dismiss me, but... I mean, the Chargers, they were 7-9 and nine last year. I think they're probably going to go like 10-6 this year. I think they make the jump. They're a very solid team. Justin Herbert is, is great. They are one of the... Probably only about fifth, under half of the league has a surefire good quarterback that they can rely on, I think. So, you know, the Chargers have found theirs. Um, Philip Rivers is gone now, and I they think mean, they, you know, they found their solution. Um, anyway. Yeah. My number nine is the Rams. Um, my issue with them is that their offense just kind of sucked this year. I don't know if Matthew Stafford is a good enough okay. quarterback to really turn it around because he's getting old. Um, so I'm being safe and he's putting them at two. nine, but they could end up being really good. Um, I, any literally any of these teams could have, could end up being yeah. really really good, but I I don't have enough confidence in their offense, so I'm putting them at nine. Okay, um, and then I have a very tough decision here to make. I have a ten and eleven and a twelve, and it's super tight. I'm just going to say it. Number 10, Ravens. And then 11-12, I would have Saints and the Steelers. So 10 out of the Ravens for the reason Jackson said. It's very one-dimensional, but it was, it worked when they made the playoffs two years ago and, I guess, last year. But they need to have a different dimension. They need a better passing attack. It can't just be Lamar Jackson running circles around everyone and then just, like, tossing it up when he feels like it. They need to have a better, um, better system in place. The Saints, I put at 11. I know they were very good last year. Drew Brees is likely retiring. And they also have to... Um, they're 100 million over the salary cap already. So that's that's not good. Or projected. They're projected to be 100 million over the salary cap. So they need to... They have a big issue um, in that sense. Although they still have an elite defense. And then the Steelers. Big Ben is getting old. Um, maybe he is going to retire. I don't know. 
but the Steelers were very one-dimensional. It was working for the first 11 or so games of the year. They need a run game, and that's why I have them out. So I'm going to go Ravens. Yeah, um, I'm putting the Saints just because, um, you know, they're really good this year. As Asher stated, they have cow space issues, and I just think that they're a little bit of a step above all the other teams just because they were very good this year. So I don't expect the drop-off to be too large. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't include no. the Seahawks, and yet you included the Washington yes. football team. Okay. <laughs> the Washington football team, mark my words, okay. if they get a good okay. quarterback, they're going to win the Super Bowl, all right? Yeah, that's yeah. why I have them at four. Just on the off chance that they don't get a good quarterback, okay? The all- okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I... Okay, sure. Okay, I think... Yeah. I don't agree with you there, but we're out of time now. Um, anyways, so we went over our Super Bowl... Uh, Recap, I beat Jackson in a glorious fashion in both playoff things. And, yes, we may be doing some NBA predictions or more about and I will win that. Mark my words. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, Sorry there about that slot. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Uh, This has been your Weekly Sports Breakdown. Um, Every Friday and Monday, you can catch us. Tune in. Mondays are game day. Fridays are news and power rankings and stuff day. Um, Jackson, any um, last words? No. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Bye. And goodbye. Hey, Asher here. Just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, congrats. You made it to the end of our show. We know it's kind of tough to sit through it. So if you're listening to this... Thank you. Um, Also, I know it's kind of sad that we're done with the show, but if you want to listen to more of our content, please check out the other episodes we have on Apple Podcasts. Additionally, head on over to Instagram, type in at weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown. That's weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown to see little snippets of our podcast and a new notification whenever we upload a new podcast. Lastly, please make sure to leave a review down below and don't be afraid to give us comments on how we can improve our show. Until next time, this has been your weekly sports breakdown. Goodbye.